Welcome to our Simply Sustainability podcast presented by Clarisys. In this series, we look at what can sometimes be the intimidating topic of sustainability and break it down into digestible, bite-sized chunks to help you on your way to a more sustainable future. So 2021 has felt like the year that the world has woken up to the climate crisis and has really decided to act. What we've seen in the run-up to COP26 is the organization scrambling to review and reimagine their sustainability ambition, making sure that they're in line with rapidly increasing public pressure. In a previous piece, we discussed what a great sustainability strategy looks like. And in this session, we wanted to expand on one area that was discussed there, all around how do you achieve company-wide buy-in to your sustainability strategy? And one thing that we want to look at there is that we believe that the most effective way to achieve engagement in sustainability is to not just have an isolated sustainability strategy, but to embed sustainability in everything that you do. So every strategic document, every approach that you do. And we brought in Hannah Frost, who runs an ESG consultancy called Frost ESG, to have a brief chat about what she thinks is important when considering your sustainability strategy and how and why it should be fully incorporated into the entire organization. Hannah, it's great to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. And thanks for having me, Sam. Um, It's great to be here. I think from my perspective, firstly, it's just so important with organisations to really acknowledge, probably the hardest thing to acknowledge is their roles, that they are there to serve others and do so by improving well-being for everyone at all levels, including products, employees, future generations, absolutely everything. And of course, the most important piece of that is the planet. Once these companies really own this responsibility and are verbal about owning this and and really transparent, they're going to be in a much better position to be able to agree on the core principles of a net positive company. So you've got to start somewhere. Often the best place to start is to really unlock the company's purpose, their passion and skills for employees, as well as stakeholders. This has to be holistic in order to succeed which means, you know, otherwise they could just be at risk of designing a strategy that may improve some areas of the business in a great way and others that have unintended consequences in other areas. I've been speaking to people a lot about this recently, and there was a story that I thought was quite interesting. A supermarket chain had designed a really great food bank process for their for their customers and for their local community and and quite rightly were really proud of that um, piece of work but hadn't recognized that actually their own employees were really struggling as a result of the pandemic and weren't being paid the living wage and so it really felt like they 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 had in unintentionally upset their employees by focusing on the community only and not on employees as well They've corrected that now, obviously, but it's a, it's, a, it's a nice example to sort of help that you really need to think about all aspects of your business um, when you're thinking about sustainability and your, stra- your strategy. Once you've established your purpose and agreed that you can focus on the main task, you can next focus on your net positive goals. But purpose is, is really key to sort of laying the ground rules of, of what your company stands for. Designing net positive goals is super important, but you need to be, the main thing is to be really, really aggressive with your action plans and your approach. And Sam, I was wondering, do you want to talk to that in a bit more detail and what the type of work Clarisys does? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one of the big pieces that we are helping clients with at the moment is um, designing those kind of aggressive action plans that are really tangible. Um, And what we do to help kind of design those is to, to think about people 
Because sustainability is such a broad term. It covers so much around social, environmental, economic, and um, kind of different governance elements that, that there needs to be prioritization. So we think about what's important to the, the people you want to serve, your customers, your employees, your investors, your stakeholders, um, and the kind of wider society. Um, and think about, well, what is material uh, to your organization based on, on, on their perspectives, as well as some of the science. So in terms of the, the, the environmental science we want to serve. And how we do that is we look at materiality at both an organization and departmental level. So if you're a closed retailer, you may think at an organization level that you want to focus on carbon because you might face carbon taxation in the future. It may impact um, the, the commercial elements of your business. You may want to think about water use and about human rights practices because they're prominent issues in the retail um, industry. And that's great. So you can set that at an organizational level. These are the areas that we want to care about. Um, and this is what we were concerned with. But you need to then also narrow down into the um, the kind of particular areas of your business. So how do um, your focus on carbon, on water, on human rights uh, relate to different departments? But also what is important to those departments themselves? So what might be important to your finance team might be kind of focusing on access to capital, and being able to attract particular investors for your, um, your your sustainability work. For your people team, it may be around actually building sustainability into your employee value propositions. So people want to come and work uh, for um, kind of your organization because it is focused on purpose and being net positive. And we think that's really critical. It's not just about setting that kind of top level view, but it's also, as kind of Hannah, you mentioned, it's about being holistic and thinking through what might be important to those different departments um, and doing that materiality piece at both that organization level and the department level as well. Hannah, have you seen that work at all? Do you think that that's important to do do things at both levels? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think yes, definitely. In terms of more than just both levels, I think it's all aspects of the organisation, and and that that can sound a bit overwhelming. But actually, that if you get if you get your sort of purpose and your values and your and your net goals um, in place, um, it can become. Um, a relatively um, practical and action-orientated approach um, that, that you consider the whole organization can, t- can buy into and follow. I think one of the things I see more and more successful organizations doing is when they form strong partnerships and synergies with other companies who are going through this as well. Um, you know, let's face it, everybody is finding sustainability strategies, net positive approaches, a challenge and I think we would be silly to deny that this stuff is isn't um is easy um, but but if you're partnering with whether it's people in your same sector in same end, industries you're all um working together and collaborating to really approach um uh, the, the issue together you may well as an organization feel that you don't need to do that and quite frankly it can feel a bit odd because if you live in a an, a, an industry or an environment that that is competitive for example it may feel like you're sort of stepping out of your usual sort of behavior of of being competitive against each other but actually you may only come up with maximum half of the solution because because the challenge is so great and so by collaborating with with others you can move the needle and and the, the action plan much further and learn from each other as you go 
So partnering with, with organizations um, is great and, and competitors, et cetera, but also working with experts and NGOs can become really key in this sustainability field. You know, a lot of these um, companies have done it before. The NGOs have got plenty of experience in this space. And I think the real advantage is that they can actually become kind of your moral guides in this space. So, you may, so in sort of layman's terms, you may not always get on per se, but actually they are keeping you honest in your approaches because um, they, they will be looking at it from the outside in. And so becoming really key to contributing to trust um, and transparency, which which will really send messages to your employees and your stakeholders that you're taking this really seriously. And as Sam, you said, it's it's not just sort of found, sounding like a message from the top, but they're actually, you're sending the message that you are being um, really true um, to taking advice and working with others. Absolutely. I think that's, that's spot on. And I think um, in terms of that message from the top piece, Yes, there needs to be a direction. These are the big areas that you're working on, but then it, it needs to be that empowerment and that enablement for different departments to go and get the partners that they require. Mm. They know the kind of the, the work that they need to do. Mm-hmm. They um, kind of need to be able to set up um, kind of relevant partnerships to them, set relevant targets to them that they're working on with those partners um, and collaborate as best as possible. For years, we uh, different departments may have worked with um, particular uh, kind of partners or suppliers and it's about moving that and shifting that into much more of that collaborative space as you say it's not a we buy you sell it's more of a how do we work on this goal that we, we might have shared and that that fits in with kind of the, the broader thinking around systems um, as well right so we, we want to move to a, a way of operations that is more about how do we come together as systems to do things rather than do our own independent thing in this uh, in an isolated bubble and mm-hmm. um, that makes a lot of sense what want to talk um, a little bit about Hannah is a lot of this stuff is really complex in terms of setting strategy and it can be quite hard and um, what to focus a little bit on how we how we do that hard stuff um, and how do we actually set targets and, and, and measure performance um, if that's okay mm-hmm. yeah absolutely is there anything that you've seen work really well in that space? And then I can hopefully share some of the what we do at Clarisis. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, I've said it before, I think honesty to, to all your stakeholders, including employees, it sounds simple, but it's actually probably the key bit. So, you know, messages around the road is hard, you know, we're not, we're not perfect. Um, that, that goes a long way. Um, I think honesty and transparency then is how you really tackle the difficult. In this space, I think, you know, the, the agenda changes hourly right now. And it's just so hard to sort of set a plan for five years time and think that that's what you're going to stick to because it's just not like that in real life I mean you only have to be following what's happening in COP and every five seconds there's something new so it's very much about dealing with the hard stuff is is getting all your employees for sure to be used to being flexible and sort of conscious of the sort of the shifts in approach as, as we progress I think also you then can embed some really concise process and sort of approach that everybody is aware of and can follow. 
I've talked often about the, the sort of the commitment value approach, which is about saying everything that you look at, you think about sustainability commitment in the processes that you do. And if you have really good systems in place for that, that can become second nature for um, departments and people that are working in that field. Sam, I know that you guys do a lot around system. Have you got any ideas on sort of how you can look at um, systems and maybe performance as well and how you measure that? Yeah, it's, 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 it's huge for us. And I think the, the key thing that you mentioned there was about flexibility. Um, the world is changing at such a rapid pace now. Um, having five, 10-year um, horizons are important, but you also have to have the um, kind of the governments, the governance in place to actually make decisions within those. Um, and what that means for us is helping organizations identify the right places for governance that enables decision-making mm-hmm. that incorporates sustainability at different levels. And that kind of means one, setting the performance targets that you're working towards um, at those different levels, both the sustainability things that you're working on, but also the other elements of performance that you want to do. So it's not a separate thing. It's something that you look alongside kind of your, maybe your performance targets around efficiency, around sales output, kind of the other relevant targets that you're working on and that you're considering sustainability alongside those because that means that you're able to actually weigh up then kind of your, your performance in other areas with your progress around sustainability. And that's something that we work on quite a lot with clients. And it is different. It's completely changing people's mindsets where before they may have just focused on cost, revenue, bottom line, mm-hmm. whereas now they're having to think about carbon impact. They're having to think about waste impact or kind of how that might impact employee well-being what it means for actually better decisions that are both sustainable for the environment, but also for their employees, for kind of the business as well in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and, and I think, you know, everything has a, a, a process and step-by-step approach. And I think, you know, once you've established that and people, people just get used to working in that type of environment, it really needs to become part of the culture. And I think culture is absolutely key in this space, you know, embedding sustainability, net positive culture. As Paul Pullman said, who's ex-CEO of Unilever, is sort of sort of a sustainability expert in this area, he was talking about the fact that net positive culture is really the culmination of a series of steps for the organization. It's kind of the end point. It's your, it's your nirvana for want of a better word. And to get there, you really need to engage people um, in identifying not only who they are. So, you know, going sort of purporting back to, you know, really important issues like diversity, inclusion and parity but also what they can be. And that ties back to if you've established a really good purpose um, and, and sort of almost empathy and trust building within your organization, they're probably the most important pieces that really drive people to sort of be part of the net positive culture. You to consider you also need the practical side, which is, you know, you've got to consider things like who do you need to skill up? How do you do you know what your skill gaps are within the within your organization? Is there educational needs that you need to focus on? Does your team makeup actually work when it's working in such a flexible environment? And you know, and do you need to sort of adjust the way teams work together who and who they're working with? And does that need to change? And, and generally just thinking about what are the behaviors and mindset shifts that you really require 
um, to ensure that this culture really sort of gets embedded throughout the organization. And obviously, most importantly, finally, is, is reward. I think often organizations are so focused on the job in hand that that sort of forgetting to celebrate successes and really reward employees and clients, to, to be fair, that this behavior is essential to achieving that zero is going to be absolutely key. And finding ways to do that is going to really mean that you succeed in this space. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. That's something that we've kind of worked on quite a lot at Clarisys is, is thinking through kind of all the different elements from the cultural to the, the, the more operational org design pieces in terms of how we work internally oh. um, and how we're starting to, to help clients. I guess what my biggest reflection is from what we've talked about is that one, there's a strategic piece in terms of where we want to go and where we want to get there. But then it's the real operating model piece that supports that. So how do we design kind of organizations to make sure they've got the performance aspects embedded? They've got the cultural pieces and the, the, the right people, the right skills um, in place and kind of the, the right data and technology that, that might support it as well. Mm. And I think that's kind of, Hannah, I don't know if you think this is fair, but the big ask that we, we have of organizations and where we want to help them is thinking through kind of how they develop these holistic strategies that work at every level, but also making sure that they've got the right tools to, to redesign their, their way of operating. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I like the ask aspect because you need to be dedicated to this and take the time to get all that right. You know, we, we've all seen sustainability plans that make big promises with no process behind them. And I think if you can sort of really establish this up front and get a system in place, there'll be absolute opportunity for success. And this space, you know, let's face it, I, I mean, personally, I'm probably biased, but I think that the opportunity working as a sustainable organization is only going to be better and the reward is going to be greater over the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. So getting in early and 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 investing time into getting it right from the from the outset is going to be really key. Completely agree. And that's that's both from a kind of an operational perspective in terms of reducing the risk that you you, you exactly. may face from legislation coming in, yeah. um, but also the opportunity to, to attract customers, to retain employees and mm-hmm. ensure that they feel that they're working um, somewhere purposeful. There's kind of such a multifaceted way that this is the, the, the right thing to do. But it is complex and we have to recognize that, that it is hard. There's such a big challenge ahead of people. And one of the things that we're really focused on at Clarisys is taking that scale of the challenge and breaking it down, making it really, really easy and ensuring that organizations don't get lost in in the bamboozlement that is uh, kind of the the world of sustainability and can make it part of their day to day in, in quite a straightforward way. So Hannah, we've spoken quite a lot about kind of how we would approach enabling organizations to embed sustainability in everything that they do. Yeah. Have you seen any organizations or worked with any organizations that you think are doing this really well? Thanks, Sam. I think, yeah, one of the one of the one that always stands out, and probably some of you have heard about Unilever and their sustainability agenda. And you may know, you know, they, they do have a really good reputation in this space, but you may not be aware that actually this started back in 2017, where Unilever actually invited all of their employees to have a say on the future of the company's sustainability strategy for the first time. So that's 40,000 members of staff who took part in a survey 
and and that really that really sent a message of representing that working together was really going to be how they became a successful company. As a result of that, they really focused on this idea of benefits beyond profit. So we, as we mentioned previously, you know, it, it is sort of thinking about things with, with a different viewpoint. And, and really, after the survey was collated, they were shared with every employee via email and handed to the company's key stakeholders at a meeting. Since then, the firm's become one of the most sought-after consumer goods firms on LinkedIn. And people are really motivated to work for a company that's on a journey to become more sustainable. So even focusing on benefits versus profits, actually, the opportunity for working for an organization for this, but also doing business with an organization like this that is so focused on this has resulted in their profits improving as well. So it really is a win-win for for all involved. Yeah, we've observed one of the platforms that we work with quite a lot, Salesforce, have had similar success through starting to embed sustainability in, in what they do, be it through the provision of their sustainability cloud platform. But, but more importantly, in terms of one, the targets they've set as an organization, but also the space that they've given for people to have conversations about sustainability. Yeah. Um, they have quite effective network groups. So be it through kind of particular areas of diversity and inclusion, but also for the kind of the planetary aspect of sustainability for the Earth Force community. Yeah. And it's a kind of a, a group where they, they enable employees to speak about what they want to see happen as a company. Uh, and help uh, kind of be involved in setting strategy. And that is really quite an effective way to make people feel like they are part of the process. And I think that's such an important part of this is giving people a voice, but then doing something with it. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and yeah, the theme that, and that seems to be coming out is involve oil, give them their voice and, and, and you'll be so much more successful in this space because everybody's bought into it. For sure. Exactly. The, the one thing that I would always caveat with is it's great to give people a voice, but you do have to do that something with it. Yeah. So be that um, kind of the, the, the change initiatives, the projects you want to do. But I think personally, the, the, the most effective way of doing um, this sort of work is making sure that it's written into everyone's kind of responsibilities, that they have relevant sustainability considerations uh, kind of for their work. So I, I worked for a social housing client for, for quite a while and yeah. we're, we're talking about sustainability there. So we were talking about how actually it would be really important for the people who were on the development side that they have particular considerations around circularity, around kind of energy efficiency that they are thinking through as they build the homes. But it's not just them. It was also in terms of the kind of the, the repairs people or the kind of the, the people who are providing appliances that they were thinking about certain things as they went through it from a, again, energy efficiency, circularity perspective, where they were getting things from who their, what their suppliers were doing around living wage, et cetera. And it was about going around the whole organization, be it finance, be it their community teams, oh. being it their people teams and HR function, that they were all picking out kind of what was important to them as an organization around sustainability and making it part of their responsibilities. And that's really critical. It's so important to give people a voice, but actually then give them the, the capacity, the education and the kind of the remit to go and do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. Well, Hannah, thank you. That was a quite a, a wide-reaching conversation, but hopefully people can take from this a little bit about 
your view around why sustainability should be embedded across their their whole organization and i just want to say thank you for your time today really appreciate speaking with you yeah my pleasure good to chat thanks thank you for listening to our simply sustainability podcast we hope you enjoyed it for more information please contact us at sustainability at clarisys.com